Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge, and this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. It's a yearly tradition here on the Metal Hammer of Doom when we get to the month of October, because October is Halloween. You wear costumes on Halloween. When a band covers a song, it's like that song is wearing a costume. Get it? Do you get it? Covers are like songs wearing a costume for Halloween. So, with that stretch of logic, I like to devote the month of October to just cover albums. And there's usually a handful that come out over the course of a year. Uh, This year was just kind of crazy, and we couldn't do the entire month. But I held on to, like, initially I had four or five for the month of October. And for one reason or another, I had to cut half of them. But we kept this one by Gadfrey. We kept Monster Magnet, a better dystopia, which came out on May 21st, 2021 on Napalm Records. It is their 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th studio album. If you don't know who Monster Magnet are, they're an American rock band hailing from Red Bank, New Jersey. Welcome to New Jersey, you fucks! The group was founded in 1989 by Dave Windorf, who's on vocals and guitar, John McBain on guitar, Tim Cronin, vocals and drums. They have since gone through several lineup changes, leaving Windorf as the only constant member. Monster Magnet uh, released 10 studio albums prior to this. They are best known for their 1990s hit, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Space Lord Mother Mother. The band has also been credited for developing and popularizing the stoner rock genre, along with Masters of Reality, Caius, Full Manchu, Sleep, and of course, the best, the greatest, the most popular band no one's ever heard of, the kings of stoner rock themselves, Clutch, who we are obsessed with on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. I am not alone tonight. I am, of course, joined by the original second chair yes the man who helped me uh found this podcast in the early years we are dropping a lot of old material and robert cooper has been on them all ladies and gentlemen the metal coop robert cooper how do you do sir uh i do quite splendidly this feels like a uh, a blast from the rattlech past yeah except uh I'm not in my mom's house anymore. It's pretty great. I was going to say, can we, can we get, like, a neighbor to lock you in your basement? Because you're being too loud? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my mom locking me in the laundry room. Even better. Like, Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll invite her over. She can just lock me in a room. And, uh, I mean, this is a trailer, so, like, I could probably <laughs> just kick the door hard enough and it'll go flying off. But... <laughs> Uh, we gotta, we yeah, gotta play all the old hits. You have to, you have to tell me about a band that I've never heard of with a terribly uh, offensive name like John Cougar Concentration Camp. You have to tell me about all uh-huh. your failed dates. Your mom has to lock you in the closet, and I have to pass out and fall asleep. That way, we get all the hits in. I mean, it'll be great. Uh, do, did I ever tell you about? Oh, you know, everybody knows about Anal Cunt. Sure. Uh, I mean, who oh, hasn't I'm heard of Anal Cunt? Of, what about Anal Blast? Is there really a band called Anal Blast? There is a band called Anal Blast, yes. Fantastic. Let me ask you a question, Coop. Very important yes. question before we lose everybody in the audience because people can't wait the five minutes for us to do table setting and funnery to get to the actual album. 
<laughs> how much monster magnet are you familiar with? Like, are you do you go back to the old days of the early monster magnet stuff with Space Lord Mother Mother? Uh, the only monster magnet song I know involves slapping tomatoes. <laughs> You're going to have to fill me in the audience in on that reference. Oh, uh, so wrestling fan, especially in the mid-2000s, was when I was obsessed with professional wrestling. And uh, Matt, the professional wrestler Matt Hardy has Monster Magnet's theme song. Oh, oh and, yeah! Yeah, when he was like Matt yeah. Hardy 2.0 and they would do like fun Matt Hardy facts. Yeah, and they would, I could slap a tornado, except yeah. if it just kind of sounds like I could slap a tomato. <laughs> I can try to foresee it. You know what the problem like with it's, that it's is? It's one of those, like, I... Hmm? You know what the problem with that is? That there, that What's a that? tomato is a euphemism for a hot girl. You know, a, uh, a voluptuous girl. You know, like, uh, ripe huh. tomatoes, voluptuous girl. Get it? Do you see the connection? I do. Uh, so if you're yeah, like sitting there talking yeah, about, I, uh, you know, singing about slapping tomatoes, that might be like a euphemism for domestic violence. Hey, now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> what good. am I, a sci-fi show, show on Fox? I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get one of our plugs out of the way early then, because I want to get you. I want to get your learn on, sir. OK, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Uh, we're going to go over to the old uh, AmazonMusic.com, and we're going to play a little bit of uh, the best, the best of right. Monster Magnet. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know if my loins can handle that. Okay, well, here we go. 30 seconds apiece, the best of Monster Magnet. Let's go.
All right, so that Monster Magnet medley, which actually comes directly from the Best of Monster Magnet 20th Century Masters, the Millennium Collection, uh, was brought to you by AmazonMusic.com. And we are actually giving a free 30 days of the Amazon Music's unlimited service by clicking the link in this podcast. Get AmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network. And then you can check out the new Monster Magnet, the old Monster Magnet, the blue Monster Magnet. If you like the service, you keep it. Uh, you pay the monthly fee like you would for Spotify or Apple Music. If you don't, you can cancel. No fuss, no muss, not, uh, no problems there. It's a great service, though. Like I said, we just look at look at what just happened, Robert Cooper. Do you understand the the uh, enormity of what just occurred? The fact that I just got to experience a band that I had been wholly missing in my life. Yes, yes, sir. And you and if you had the Amazon Music Unlimited service, you could have checked out all the Monster Magnet uh, for free, and then you could decide whether or not you want to continue to listen to this band or not. Isn't that wonderful? I really, I really feel like this was what was missing from my life. You know, no worry about advertisements or <laughs> finding really bad virus-ridden downloads on LimeWire. That's right. Just so, a one full free month of Amazon goodness. Shit, yeah, buddy. All right, so check out getamazonmusic.com/w2mnetwork for your free 30-day trial. All right, moving on. So, what'd you think of uh, the little bit of Monster Magnet I played for you? Dude, I thought it was groovy as hell. Like, I really shit, yeah, man. Yeah, like I really enjoyed that, and uh, I think honestly, I think something and this is going to sound silly that kind of turned me off of the band initially was the lead singer's mustache. <laughs> I think it pissed me off. <clears throat> That's funny. All right, yeah. so let's let's get into this new album here. This is a better dystopia. Um, and I have it's funny I have uh, up the Riff Riffopedia Stoner Rock Wiki, and it says a better dystopia is the eleventh studio album by Monster Magnet, which was released in May via Napalm Records, as I said before. It was recorded in twenty twenty during the COVID nineteen nineteen pandemic, and it would be the first album to feature bassist Alec Morton. The album would, would notably be covers comprised of songs by bands from the late 60s and early 1970s. So this is like right in their wheelhouse, and this is the kind of thing I really, really enjoy. It's one of the things, like, if I was going to do one covers album this year, this was going to be the one. So um, we're not... So this is actually 13 tracks. We're going to cut the first track because it's like... what Jesse described it. It sounds like an Ultimate Warrior promo. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? This is going to sound really uh, silly and show how much research I did coming in. I, dude, I listened to this album three times. I didn't know this was a covers album. Yeah, these are not particularly well-known songs. Um, I mean, a couple of them, like, I... There, there's a couple of them that sounded a little bit familiar to me, but... And we'll go through these one by one. But just look at some of these bands on here. Hawkwind. Who, oh, yeah. When was the last time anyone heard a Hawkwind album? Um... Yeah, I've heard Jay of Hawkwind, and I love Yeah, sure, we, we all have, but no one's actually listened to Hawkwind. Um, there's J.D. Blackfoot, The Scientist, Macabre, Poobah. You ever heard some Poobah? I've heard Hooba Stank. Hooba Stank? Um, Not Jerusalem. the Hooba. <laughs> Not the Hooba Stank. Pretty Things, Josephus, The Cavemen, Straight to Hell, um, or rather the, the Table Scraps, Dust, Morgan, I mean, like... Honestly, they could have made half of this shit up. We would never, never have known. 
Yeah, they could have. <laughs> they could have called themselves like I don't know, like uh, oh, fuck. I was just trying to remember the fucking band from uh, Jabberjaw, and I, I could not remember. Ham Sandwich the band. Yeah, Horse <laughs> the band. Wait, that is a band. Damn it, a, that is a real band, my friend. All right, so let's get into it. You ready? Yes, sir. All righty. So we're gonna hear the first three tracks off of here. Uh, we've got Born to Go, Epitaph for a Head, and Solid Gold Hell. Alright, so that was uh, Born to Go by Hawkwind, I I believe I have heard before, Epitaph for a Head by J.D. Blackfoot, which I have not heard before, and Solid Gold Hell by The Scientists. What did you think of those three songs? Uh, I actually really dug what they were putting on. One of these songs straight up reminded me of the 60s Batman theme. (laughs) 
I think it was an epitaph for a head where the where he kind of like pulls on the guitar strings and you get that wah, and I just wanted to blurt out wham bam thank you ma'am. <laughs> it was just it was it came off as like dun 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 dun, dun and I'm like ah oh, yes Batman <laughs> uh, Adam West there you are yeah yeah Mayor Mayor Adam West who names yeah. a cat Paul. <laughs> His name is Paul. That's a human name. name. Yeah. I, the fun about this album, and you kind of, uh, you, you outright said it wasn't even an, an illusion. You know, you're like, yeah, you could have fooled me. I didn't realize these were all covers because these are such obscure, like, I mean, you know, God, when you think about, there, there's, there's a really fun TikTok meme where it's like, oh, kids, kids in school are now referring to the 90s as the late 1900s. And it's like, y'all are assholes. But when you, like, can, so think about that, right? We were talking about James Bond last night, and he, I think his first, Daniel Craig's first movie was, like, 2006 or something like that. This is early 2000, it's been 20 years, just about. 15 Holy years. shit. Yeah, it's been, he's been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, and, and that, that's a lot longer, that was longer than Pierce Brosnan by far, right? Yeah, much longer. Um, I mean, he did five films in that time. I think Piers... Well, no, Piers Brosnan did four or five films, too. In any case, um, but I think it was a shorter... There, there was less time in between films. Point being yeah. that, like, it's... The, 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 the 1990s were 20 to 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I mean, I was born in 91, and I'll be 30 this year. So think about how long ago the 60s and 70s were. Like oh, ancient yeah. time. It's like it's it's like when I was growing up, if anyone referred to like the forties and fifties, it seems like God, they couldn't have even been people then. You know? <laughs> like Yeah. The fifties, yeah. what was Jesus walking around? You know? Yeah. How was the discovery of the wheel? <laughs> so, like we all know the classics that came out of the 60s and 70s. You know, like we know Elvis and we know Black Sabbath and we know Led Zeppelin. But there was shit tons of music back then that's, like, lost to the ages now. And, like, you and I, you don't know it. I don't know it. And so you hear an album like this is the point. And it's like, these all sound like new songs. Like, like you could have fooled me and said Monster Magnet just wrote these uh, from Pure Cloth. And they didn't. <laughs> these are just, these are, these are, I don't know how much, I mean, I, I presume at some point in their lives they listened to this kind of music. I don't know how old these guys are. I know they were, they were big. They, let's see. Their first album drops, uh, Spine of God drops in 19, the year of you, the year you were born, 1991, in the year of our Lord. Um, and I think, like, their big hit, Dopes to Infinity, um, uh, which one had Space Lord on it? This one, this one had uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and that was 1995. Um, let's see here. Dopes to Infinity, Power Trip. Um, yeah, so their big hit, the one that I was like most familiar with, the one that really introduced me to the band, was Space Lord. That comes out in 1998. Back when I was listening to boy bands. So I was just actually on their, their Wikipedia page. Track used in popular culture. Power Trip was used in the film Soldier with Kurt Russell. Power Trip was the theme song for the WWE pay-per-view event No Way Out in 2007. Space Lord was in the film Talladega Nights. Um, Crop Circle was an urban legend. 
See You in Hell was in Bride of Chucky. Power Trip was in the game Motor Storm. And Power Trip was also in the video game Far Cry 5. How about that? Huh. See, I was really thinking that they needed to be in a Tony Hawk game. <laughs> I'm sure they were somewhere. I mean, I just, I feel like that's perfect. <laughs> was somebody Tony, who, were Tony Hawk somebody... games known for their stoner rock? Oh, they had some pretty killer stoner rock. I mean, a lot of it was your, uh, you know, your Power Man 5000 and stuff like that. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they had some good stoner rock in there. Huh. One of the guys yeah. from one of the guys from Monster Magnet, it was previously in Monster Magnet, joined the Atomic Bitch, the Atomic Bitchwax. You ever hear of the Atomic Bitchwax? I have not. I've heard of Alabama Thunderpussy though. Well, I mean, who hasn't heard of an Alabama Thunderpussy? What about Goblin Cock? I mean, I mean, doesn't everyone own a copy of Goblin Cock? I mean, to be fair, everybody should if they don't already. Okay. Well, the Atomic Bitchwax. It's an American rock band, also from New Jersey, and they play heavy metal, hard rock, stoner rock, and psychedelic rock. And I actually have heard of them, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I've heard of them, but that's about as far as I get. Are you just not, like, a big stoner rock person? Uh, it's one of those that, like, stoner metal was definitely something more that I got into as I started delving into metal. Mm-hmm. So, like, really stoner rock kind of just wasn't heavy enough in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it, it just never really got to catch on like I really think it should have, probably. So, despite the fact that Monster Magnet um, has, counting this one, 11 albums, their only, uh, the only album that went gold was Power Trip, which is the one with Space Lore on it. And in the U.S., the, it was their highest charting album. The rest of them don't even like chart. This one charted at ninety seven. Power Trip did rather. Uh, God says no charted at one fifty three. Mastermind one sixty five. Last Patrol one eighty eight. Now we actually reviewed a different album on here a couple of years ago on the Metal Hammer Review. We reviewed Mindfucker. Oh, I wasn't there for that. No, you were not. That was a me and Jesse joint. Um, they do pretty good in Europe though. Uh, They've had in Sweden. Ikea is from Ikea's Sweden. Ikea is from Sweden. Yes, I like meatballs. Um, Monolithic Baby actually charted at number seven on the Swedish charts. And um, Mindfucker charted at number nine on the U.S. independent chart. So that's pretty cool. You ready to hear another three songs? Hell yeah. All right, let's do it. Here we go. We've got uh, Be Forewarned, Mr. Destroyer, and When the Wolf Sits. As I awake in the darkness and I look around, there is no sound. It's so tranquil, it's so calm like you. Now I hear a noise. Is there any way out of this nightmare? I'm alone now And you're laughing at me But I take life In a way that you could never see So if you're leaving You better let me know Cause I've already started my plan And I'm never gonna let you go
God, I love that one. When the Wolf Sits. That's so good. The Mr. Destroyer, I was getting some serious Ozzy vibes from. Mm-hmm. And I finally heard my Batman song. <laughs> okay. Was that before warned? I think so. Like in the chorus, and it was just like, Batman! <laughs> yeah, I get that. So, um, those three there, uh, that was... Uh, be forewarned why it was from Macabre. Mr. Destroyer was Poobah. And When the Wolf Sits was Jerusalem. Um, yeah, it was pretty good, man. You know, I, I had this on the other day. I was working on and I was working on the W2M site and I was uh, doing some other stuff. Just, you know, just sitting at my computer doing some odds and ends. And I had this going. And, and I have to say, like, this is one of the few albums I've listened to like on repeat. Where, if I'm focusing on it, there, there's, there's definitely some distinctive stuff about each song. But it, as background music, it was something where, like, I never, I never was like, when is this going to be over so I can move on to a different sound? Like, I could have, I heard this on a loop for like an hour or two before I finally either stopped or did something, moved on, whatever it was that I did. You know, I think it's a, like, like it's a jamming record to have on just like in the background. Yeah. I mean, that is that was my experience with it, really. Like, I just felt like, you know, it just kept kicking out the fucking jams. <laughs> it did. Um, all right. So, 
let's see here. Uh, let's go ahead and play another three songs here if you don't have a whole lot more to say. But when we come back, maybe let's try to find some uh, reviews of this thing. Let's see what the, as I like to say to Jesse, but what does the angry metal guy think? I'll, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Is he there in the room with you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he's my uncle. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, uh, let's move on to the next three songs here. Kind of a brief interlude to move on to the next thing. Uh, we've got Death, the Situation, and It's Endless Trash! It's Trash. Trash. Big shit. <laughs> what you think of that one? Man, I I really dug some of those. Uh, Eat shit is a uh, very <laughs> good Christian song to play when somebody cuts you off in traffic. Well, let's get a review here, and this review is brought to you by Grammarly. Now I know when you uh, when you used to write for four one one. You used to do papers for school when I first met you when you were in school. I bet you used to use the Grammarly, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even know what Grammarly was. But that's not <laughs> the point. 
That's not the point. If I did know, I would have used Grammarly. That's right, goddammit, because Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistakes for you on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly everywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All right, so I got one review here. Uh, it's from Blabbermouth. Who I, I tend to this tends to be one of the blogs that I favor. We're looking for metal news and re- album release information and all of that. They're pretty good. Um, I I can't imagine, I can't think of a time where I read something on Blabbermouth and was like, "What the hell, man!" I think like them and Metal Injection are the two I frequent the most. The most source. Do you have a favorite one? Do you have like a favorite metal site to go to? Yeah, when I was writing the news column, Blabbermouth was the one I always used. Yeah. I mean, they typically were just kind of involved with most of the metal world. I really didn't find there to be, uh, you know, any times where I felt like they were so far out of line that I really couldn't patronize, you know, patronize their site more. So they gave it an 8.5 out of 10, so obviously they liked it a lot. By the way, they also reviewed the new Gus G. They gave that a 7.5. The, the new Trivium, they gave an 8.52, and Eclipse, they gave a 9. Um, anyway, so back to Monster Magnet. Uh, the article goes, if you're vaguely sensible and want a guaranteed good time soundtrack by ear-smashing rock and roll, rolling waves of Hawkwind-style sonic debris and lyrics about monsters, sex and sex with monsters like you do, Dave Windorf has been your man for three decades. Some may per- prefer the balls-out, go-for-broke cock rock of Power Trip, Others may favor the early days psych assault of Spine of God. And the case must surely be made for the quality of less widely celebrated but no less kick-ass recent efforts like Last Patrol and Mindfucker. Whatever your preference, Monster Magnet fucking rule. Do they fucking rule? What do you think? I mean, from what I've heard, I would say they do indeed fucking rule. (laughs) On a better dystopia... Uh, they simply dip into the deep well of inspirations and serve up an illuminating and proudly non-obvious selection of songs that are each perfectly suited to the Monster Magnet treatment. Yeah, I gotta give them credit. Like, they really went off the beaten path with this. They didn't do... Like, I, like, I just listened to the new uh, Saxon. And, and Have you heard the new Saxon covers album? Because that used to be on the list here. I had not. Is it very, like, oh, yep, that's Saxon. It, not only is it like, yeah, that's Saxon, all right, those Saxon guys. It's also, like, they were talking about obvious covers. Here, dig this real quick, okay? So here's what's on the new... Fucking hell. Here's what's on the new Saxon album, right? Uh, hang on. Why does nothing I do work? <laughs> I don't want popular releases. I want the new stupid album. Inspirations. Here we go. All right, so this came out earlier this year. Saxon Inspirations. Okay. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Paint It Black by Rolling Stone. Uh, Once or twice. Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Oh, fuck. I can go without hearing that fucking <laughs> song for the rest of my life. Paperback Writer. Uh, I don't know that one. It. Yes, you do. Hang on. You totally know it. It's... Damn it, I gotta... No, I'm not gonna play it, because then I gotta switch things. Paperback Rider. You know Paperback Rider. Come on. Uh, maybe if I heard it. Oh, fuck you, Coop. Just fuck you. I mean, <sighs> I did break a bed last week. Paperback 
gotta be kidding me how have you never heard that before who does the original it's the beatles you fucking cock oh i've literally i have listened to about like six beatles songs in my life jesus christ dude (laughs) all right all right fuck me then it's fine um you pay me enough What did you say before? You uh, is it time for, for story time with Coop? Did I hear you say that you broke a bed? Yeah, I broke my bed. Doing what? <laughs> a girl. Oh, look at you! Yeah. You used to be Mister Lonely Hearts. Now you're Mister Fucking Butts. Well, I mean, no. Uh, well, like, that's story involved with that too, but n- not this time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm still the Mister Lonely Hearts. I've just found a girl that I'm quite fond of, and she's pretty fond of me. So we'll spell that goes. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, if she was letting, she, you know, you can't have known her that long because, like, the last time we heard from you, you didn't have a girlfriend. Well, I mean, I still don't. But okay, the last time we heard from you, you were not well. Not the dating was not going well. That's true. That is very true. That was a week ago. Huh? Well, yeah. I just probably didn't mention her. No, wait. It maybe about, it might have been two weeks ago. It was what two did, weeks ago. We just started. We went on our first date right before I went to Nick, who I should get on this podcast someday's house. Shot myself in the head. Yeah, the last one you were on was Poppy. You were on the Poppy, and then I we was. broke. And then we broke for a week because eighty-seven people on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network needed to review Venom. So Jesse, why was, it wasn't fucking <laughs> any good? Please don't know. Um, oh God, did you like it? it? It's not that I just don't want to talk about it anymore. That was a, that, oh. that was so two weeks ago. Um, I mean, yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a coworker uh, ask me, "What'd you think?" And I'm like, "I didn't like it at all." And he was like, uh, "You seem like a movie snob, though." I'm like, "And so, so, so I'm gonna say this, and then we gotta move on with the podcast. The last like three songs here, and then we can get out of here. But, but the the other point that I was trying to make was, you know, I'm, I'm reading this review from Blabbermouth, and they're talking about like a lot of a lot of covers albums. They they pick like the the most obvious ones, and I didn't read off the other songs. But right off the bat, I mean, Immigrant Song, Paperback Writer, which the rest of the known universe knows, and um, Paint It Black, like, come, Immigrant Song, like, come the fuck on. Like, how, how many covers of Immigrant Song do we need? Well, see, here's the thing. If it was a black metal cover of it, I'm on board. <laughs> God. I'm not kidding. There is a fucking, I know of, a, like, a black metal cover of Paint It Black. I'm sure and there I, is, because everyone's covered Paint It Black. And I love that song. Have you ever heard the ministry version of it? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can tell this podcast went a little too fast for my liking because now I'm just finding reasons to do other shit. Um, hang on. Give me a second. Paint it black. 
a really they, catchy song. It really is. Like maybe that's those a, Beatles guys could go somewhere. Me, <laughs> that's why I was like shocked that like you hadn't heard it. I'm like, really? Everyone's heard. Uh, everyone's heard yeah. "Painted Black." I've seen the movie yesterday, though. That was a very good movie. There's a, um, there's a uh, what do you call it? Uh, a documentary. Let, uh, I can't remember the, the name of it, but there's like a Beatles documentary that's coming to Disney Plus uh, in the near future. All right, here we go for Coop. This is Ministry's cover of "Paint It Black." that was ministry doing the doors roadhouse blues i didn't know that song either <laughs> wait whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. hold the fucking phone you've never heard the doors doing roadhouse blues never i know about three songs by the doors <sighs> it's like talking to one of my kids look i went straight <laughs> from i went straight from boy bands to like death uh 
not a hundred percent, but you get the trajectory. Sure, yeah, you you skipped an entire generation of like classic, you know, like the yeah, base I mean, of modern music. And well, least and I'm not gonna lie, the over fucking playing of classic rock music kind of has strayed me away from really wanting to adventure more. So. This is the kind of conversation that I would have with Jesse that I would become infuriated by and then start sending him, like, playlists and stuff. Now I feel like I have to do the education of Robert Cooper classic rock. Go for it. <laughs> Spend the next hour like, okay, have you heard of this band? I don't know if you've heard of them before. Have but you have heard you... of Vanilla Fudge? <laughs> have you heard of Nazareth? Now you're messing with a... Son of a gun. Now you're messing with I, a son of a bitch. I, I don't actually know if I've listened to a song beside Hair of the Dog. <laughs> okay, good. Glad we uh, glad we settled that. All right. You ready to listen to the last three and then get out of here? I mean, I do get paid by the hour. No, you don't. <laughs> well, not here. Just, just, ask, just ask Alexis. Nobody here gets paid. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, I never expected to. Well, that, that puts you a step above her. All right. Uh, the last three songs here are we got, mo- we got Motorcycle Straight to Hell, Learning to Die, um, which I want to keep saying is Learning to Fly, but it isn't, and um, Welcome to the Void. Here we go.
All right, I really like this album, man. I had a fun time. Um, like I'm so distracted now by your not your lack of knowledge of classic rock. I'm like, you know, and I'm half distracted by that, and I'm half like. I now I just want to just remember the old days, Coop. We used to do the covers battle. We used to do an entire we, show just dedicated it, to different covers. And then you quit because I kept winning. No, I quit. Yeah, I quit because you and Jesse conspired against me. I didn't conspire, diddly poo. I think he just like <laughs> pissing you off. <laughs> what happened? How'd he do? What did I do? I said, I said he, I said he liked pissing you off. How do you? Oh, he liked pissing you off. I'm like, I thought you said like I liked pissing you off. And I'm like, when did I piss you off? I'm sorry. Like, no, no, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not he, saying I he, didn't. I'm just I didn't realize I was doing it. So now I feel bad. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm saying that uh, I think he was trying to get your goat, and it went, and it won. Oh yeah, no, he totally like if if the idea was to frustrate the fuck out of me for laughs, y'all succeeded. And, I mean, it was hilarious in retrospect. <laughs> sure. It's not for you. No, for, for me, it was incredibly frustrating. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, I was so, it's so funny because I'll go back through the archive of the, the Block Talk Radio stuff. Um, and, you know, and I'm looking, for, you know, and I've been trying to like backfill both stuff that never made the website, but did make the feed and stuff that never made the feed at all for one reason or another. And like, and I'll see like some some non-specific album stuff that we did. So like, we did a bunch of like years in review, and we did like you know a tribute to Metal Christmas one year, and it was all kinds of different stuff. Like we used to really do some really b- bizarre and wacky fun things on the Metal Hammer of Doom. But in those early years, like we just did cover shows. Like you know, you would pick four or five, I would pick four or five, and then we would just kind of alternate back and forth. And then it somehow turned into a battle where like you, where we had, we, I think Jesse came on, I think the first time it happened, um, it was, I want to say the first time, I, I came up with the idea of fighting you with covers, and it was like the Army-Navy show, where one yes. of us was Army, the other one was Navy, and it had nothing to do with anything, except that one of us had to pick in the Navy as a cover, the other one was in the Army now. Yeah, mine was Sabaton's in the Army now, and yours was uh, in the Navy by Ailstorm. Uh, yeah, Ailstorm. Um, and then we just picked a whole bunch of other stuff, and then like Jesse, and then Jesse had to um, arbitrate between the two of us. He had to judge. And Jesse, naturally, he just liked your covers better, which pissed me off because uh-huh. mine, mine were better. And, uh-huh. and I liked that he was wrong. And then uh-huh. he <laughs> made me regret ever saying that out loud and purposely made it a point to come on the next cover show that we did and was like, yeah, Mark loses everything. He, he just kangaroo court, courted you the entire he, way. He really fucking did. It was, it was It's hilarious in retrospect. Anyway... Like, I don't know if I'll ever repost those shows, but I kind of miss doing them. And you, we didn't totally do that tonight, and we haven't done that for quite some time. We've done other we've done other covers albums before. Like I said, the last couple of years, I definitely dedicated it every single week to some sort of covers album or, or whatever. But uh, I had fun on this show. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, I had a ball. Uh, you should totally... Uh, you should totally re-upload... Uh, what was it? Trick or Treats Reanimated. Yeah, no, that's on the list. That that'll uh, be up before the end of October. The one where I got to educate you guys on fucking eighties anime. <laughs> My God, you were on that show. I don't. I, I remember yes. doing it. I remember I ran, doing it. I remember I doing the Metal Hammer thing. of Doom extra where we reviewed the girls just want to have fun video. 
Oh yeah, no, I was on that. I ran that thing because you guys were like, I got no idea what any of this is. And I was like, let me tell you about King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. I'm going to, okay. You have my solemn oath that that show, not in a featured spot, but that show will be on the W2M page on Halloween. I promise. Yes. (laughs) A winner is me. The winner is, yeah, that's right. All right, that's it. That's our show. Um, we're going to call it a night. And uh, next week, so the Superblog team-up was canceled <laughs> due to lack of participation for one reason or another. <laughs> so, so is it really just like, well, the guys that were going to do their shit anyways are going to do their shit anyways? Well, it was funny because, like, he, he just kind of springs the, the Superblog team-up on me, Chris Bailey did. And I'm like, yeah, I have no room in my schedule to do anything. So I'll just, like, re reuse something that I've already done or that I'm already planning to do anyway and that'll just be for the Superblog team up and I'm like oh we're doing the new Halloween album and we're doing it close to Halloween because I'm an idiot so I was like you know what then that's what we'll do um I'll just uh I'll repurpose the Halloween review which came out like months ago by the way the the Halloween album I should say and like that'll be for for the Superblog team up goes to hell and then he cancels it and I'm like okay then (laughs) um Well, I guess anyway. we're doing Halloween. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. So um, next week, speaking of Halloween, uh, we're going to review Ice Nine Kills, uh, the Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood, which is the single to the original uh, The Silver Scream, which is basically like their tribute to horror movies. And then oh. the aforementioned Halloween self-titled album that came out earlier this year on the 27th. Um, we'll finally get to the Ministry album that actually dropped on October 1st. On we're November third, we're tired of it. Um, we're gonna break for the week of the tenth and the week of the seventeenth because I'm reviewing the Band of Brothers show with Andrew uh. Graham, and I'm reviewing Wu Tang and American Saga season two on Wu-Tang November seventeenth. The fuck with. <laughs> um. We're breaking the week of November of uh, Thanksgiving, but 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 remember when we used to do these coop? We used to do the tur- the uh, the night before Thanksgiving turkey show. We did Thanksgiving turkeys, yes, yes, and the vi- the very maybe the very first one we ever did was Saint Anger. Ah, oh, Jesus, I think it was. Well, that's getting re-aired on Thanksgiving. Yay, Thanksgiving turkey. And, and do you remember? <laughs> do you remember Koopa? When you and Jesse took over the show because I was not available and you guys did Celtic Frost Cold Lake. Oh, oh fucking Cold Lake. <laughs> well, that's going up on Black Friday, which is oh, good. Native did American ever, did you Heritage ever listen Day. To that album. I I, li- I know I listened to the podcast. It, I mean, it, it was a fucking black metal band. Well, <laughs> proto black, really. They were, they weren't quite black, but they, it was them doing hair metal when hair metal was out of style, and I don't understand. Okay, so we're doing ministry on November third, and we're breaking for the whole rest of the fucking month. Apparently, um, let's oh, see. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just just when I decided to finally come back, we're out. We're, we quit. We're, we're done every other. week. Yeah, every other week. How about the entire month? Because we're not back again until the 15th. But you know what the 15th of December is? Uh, Ten days till Christmas? A very poppy Christmas. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> That's our Christmas show this year, everybody. 
Uh, Metal Hammer of Doom, a very poppy Christmas. We're going to review her very poppy Christmas EP, and then we'll also review the Eat NXT soundtrack. Um, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get rid of a few of these because we've already done all the things she said. Um, but we've got Fear of Dying and her EP Choke. So basically, it's a bunch of like poppy EPs that we've never reviewed before, plus her new Christmas thing that she's putting out. So that'll be fun, yeah. I mean, I'm stoked. I enjoyed her last album. Um, so remember, <laughs> do you remember? You might not have been on this show, so I don't know why I'm asking you if you if you um, remember. But um, do you remember the? I think it's the Swedish band that dresses up like dinosaurs. Oh, you, you mean the one that I showed up to the to the fucking podcast having listened to the wrong fucking album? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yes, yes, I did. Well, I that's listened getting to the wrong to the wrong fucking Christmas Swedish dinosaur band. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Heavy Saurus, Rahalista, Jula, which is their Christmas album, that's getting re-aired on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to relive that one. And... Just me being utterly confused. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you listened to the wrong album. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you don't say... <laughs> Um, and then we, and then hey, you get to be on, you get to be on a new show. How about that? You get to be, you know, after the Christmas one, and to, and then we take a break for Christmas. You get to be on one last show before the end of the year. We're gonna do l- selections because it's seven fucking albums long. Selections from Lordy Lordiversity. Oh God! I mean, I, I really enjoy Lordy, but seven albums. Yeah, we're not reviewing all seven. We're just going to pick they, a track or two from each one. Like were we they the bored during the pandemic? The answer to that question is yes. Uh, obviously, <laughs> holy Moses! Were they like shit? Now we got to have people. Got to have a reason for people to show up on the tour. <laughs> all right, go ahead and do whatever plugs you got going on in your world. Uh, well, uh. I think it's going to be airing November 1st, if uh, Mr. Starcher is correct. Uh, he and I will be reviewing Neil Gaiman's Eternals uh, just in time for the new movie to come out, uh, which, unlike some people, will constantly say, I don't think it's going to be a total dumpster fire. <laughs> no, did you did you see what I put in the chat today? That it's actually, like, got... It, it's actually um, pulling in, like, higher pre-ticket sales buys than uh, Black Widow or Shang-Chi. Uh-oh. Somebody's not going to be happy. Yeah, I, I've, I've already done the I beat the smart kids bit in the chat. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm not surprised that it is. It's one of those, like, am I super enthused for the movie? Not necessarily, but maybe after I read Neil Gaiman's The Eternals and review it for with, uh, one Mr. Jesse Starcher, who I've now met in person, which was fantastic. Yeah, how'd your Magic the Gathering nerd game go? Uh, it went very well. I, uh, I I tried to convince Jesse and his wife to start playing again because they're literally, they are literally sitting on like at least five grand in cards. Either play or sell them. One of the two, right? Yeah. I mean, you could sell like he's got a city of trade. He's got a lion's eye diamond that's seven hundred, like six seven hundred dollars. The man didn't have sleeves for it. I was like, Jesse, please have have the sleeve. Put it, protect the card for love of God. (laughs) You sound like you're having a conniption. Oh, dude, it was so like, I I was like, buddy, like you got to protect your investment here. But yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, 
had a ton of good time. His kids are really sweet. His wife is a very nice person. And uh, West driving down West Virginia in the pouring rain can suck a butt cheek because that was rough. <laughs> Going down those <laughs> fucking mountains in the pouring rain, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, right. now that was that was really great. And uh, yeah, no, I need to ask him how that uh, if they've considered it because I had a customer walk up to me, no joke, and he goes, "Hey, you're the guy that plays Magic Gathering, right?" I said, "Yeah," and he's like, "Hey, man, I just downloaded the app to play it, and dude, I've been addicted." Like, how did he know? But I've... how did he know you? Like, like you're not you're not going to tell me that he knew you from this podcast? No, no, no. He knew oh, me okay. from more. Oh, it was at my work. Oh, okay. Uh, I had I had like. 15 minutes where the manager couldn't give me an override for his stuff so started i started magic yeah so i started to i started talking to him about yeah man you know i got a lot of money in magic he goes wow magic the gathering i played that a ton back in college and we talked about it for like 20 minutes and uh while his wife was just sitting back there like you bunch of fucking nerds so yeah i got him started <laughs> back after 20 years i'm like <laughs> oh boy all right rest of your plugs go butt cheeks uh, uh my friend hannah has a podcast called remind me why i'm sober if she ever does it again love you hannah you bomb uh that's it all right um as for me other than the metal hammer of doom stuff which i just went over we reviewed no time to die last night we dropped uh, a re-air of everyone loves a bad guy focusing on slashers mostly michael myers and jason Voorhees. Uh, which was supposed to be Robert Cooper and Sean Comer, but hey, Sean Comer didn't get, make it to that show back in the day. Um, we also did a marathon review of Midnight Mass. That was myself, Benjamin Cologne, who actually pitched the show, Robert, uh, Robert Winfrey, and Alexis Haina. Um, Sean did show up for Halloween Resurrection, so that's in the archive. That's audio only because Sean was having computer troubles. We have a we had a live stream. Like I'm like 400 people tuned into that, which shocked the shit out of me. Um, yeah, for like you know, like we're not Joe Rogan or anything, not by a long stretch. We're not even we're not even like half the people on YouTube. But when we get 400 anything, I'm like shocked. So we had uh, we had a pretty fairly for us fairly popular live stream of the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder three fight. That was Robert Winfrey and I, and then that went up separately as an audio commentary uh, and a video. Just us, just, just a video literally of us reacting to the fight. You can't see the fight or anything, obviously, for legal reasons. Uh, tomorrow, myself and um, Robert, uh, who are you again? J- uh, Ronnie Adams, that's the guy. We'll be, we, <laughs> so we reviewed Halloween 2, Halloween 3. <laughs> We've reviewed Halloween Resurrection, Halloween 2018. You know which one we haven't done? The actual Halloween. So we're going to correct that, and um, he and I are going to talk Halloween 1978. That'll be fun. Um, that's actually the second time I've watched it my entire life was the other day, and I have things to say. Um, on Friday, I'm sure I'll drop something old that I, that I haven't uh, put out before or hasn't made it to the site or something. I'll decide then when uh, when I do that. There's a whole bunch of boxing up on the site now because I'm, I'm uploading a bunch of those old shows. So Canelo versus Caleb Plant is the next big fight, um, the next big pay-per-view. So I put up Canelo's fights with Billy Joe Saunders and Callum Smith and Caleb Plant versus Caleb Truax and Caleb Plant versus DeFeigenbutts, uh, Vincent Feigenbutts. Those are all up now. Shakur Stevens has a fight against Jamel Herring for the WBO Super... Uh, for the Junior Lightweight Championship. And uh, so we actually did his fight against Joette... Uh, Gonzalez from a couple of years ago. So that's up on the site now. And I'll be putting up more old boxing uh, and new boxing as the opportunity allows. 
Saturday is the anniversary-ish of um, The Evil Dead. So we did a long road trip for The Evil Dead trilogy back in the day. That's getting re-aired on Saturday. On Sunday is a re-air of The Peanuts. And then David Wright and I, gearing up for Dune on the 22nd, will be reviewing the 19... I think it's 84... Uh, 1984 Dune with uh, Patrick Stewart and company by David Lynch. What a fucking wacky movie that is, Robert Cooper. Have you should ask it? my mom her feelings on it. What is your, how does your mom, how does the angry metal mom feel about about Dune? She uh, she didn't like the books, actually, but she really didn't like that movie. You know what's even funnier? Did you know there was a sci-fi uh, yes. TV series or like a TV books. movie series on it? Yep. Yep, and comic books and all kinds of ill shit. All right, that's it. That's our show. I want to thank Robert Cooper for hanging out with me tonight. Jesse couldn't make it. Jesse had a personal thing to do. We missed you, Jesse. And, He's got crabs. Uh, <laughs> so we we actually have two more shows before we take very frequent breaks over the course of the remainder of the year. So uh, hopefully Jesse will be back for those. Hopefully Robert Cooper will be back for those. And uh, we'll see you then. For Robert Cooper, I'm Mark Radledge. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs> <laughs>